0: Hey everyone, it's Tony. And David. And we're Two Dudes talking Disney. Episode 5, All About the Animal Kingdom. So the Animal Kingdom is the fourth of the four theme parks in Walt Disney World. Uh, Dave, do you know how big the Animal Kingdom is?
1: I don't off the top of my head, but compared to the other parks, it is a giant.
0: It is. It's the largest park of the four down in Florida at uh, 580 acres. uh, Mainly comprised uh, of the safari section, which is the largest part of the park. uh, And the safari... Uh, Safari Ride itself could contain all of the Magic Kingdom, so it's, it's that big. Um, it opened on April 22nd, 1998, April 22nd being Earth Day. And uh, it's the seventh busiest theme park in the world with 10.9 million visitors per year. Uh, one thing uh, of note, when you walk up to the park, uh, to the entrance, you'll see the Animal Kingdom logo. Um, which has five animals, and it's a lion and an elephant from Africa. We have got a triceratops from uh, uh, from Dino Land. We have a gazelle, also from uh, Africa, and the fifth one right in the middle is a huge dragon, uh, kind of looks like Figment, and um, that's a remnant from a, a never-materialized land called Beastly Kingdom, which was supposed to be uh, another land uh, comprising uh, mainly of mythical creatures unicorns, uh, sea monsters, dragons, um, and eventually that was uh, not built uh, due to money constraints. And uh, we did get Camp Mini Mickey uh, Yes, and, in, in that section.
1: Yes, and, and fortunately we did get to see a little bit of it because a lot of the Imagineers who were working on the project, uh, they jumped ship to the other theme park, and, and some of the designers that were working on the, the attractions for that section went on to design the Dueling Dragons at uh, Universal. So a little of it came through, but uh, obviously just not at the right park. All right.
0: Um, so uh, like everything else, uh, Animal Kingdom uh, as a park is comprised of various lands. The layout does differ a little bit in that there's not a main street. Uh, when you walk in, you you enter through the gates and enter the oasis. Uh, speaking of gates, uh, this is one of Dave, uh, Dave and my sticking points.
1: There are two gates at the Animal Kingdom Park. Technically, there, there are, are two, two gates. Two. There's, uh, no there, technically, there is. There's,
0: there's the main entrance, and then for those of you who would like to enter or exit through the Rainforest Cafe, uh, there is a small, single-queue uh, entrance there. But still an entrance. It's still an entrance. Uh, I insist it's not a separate gate. I, I just think it's an extension of the main gate. But Dave and I will agree to disagree on this point to our deaths. Yes. Um, so you uh, enter uh, in the Oasis... And the oasis consists mainly of the uh, park entrance, guest services. Uh, there's a bunch of animal habitats. It's very calming to walk down there.
1: It's up, up there. It's an uphill it, it is. It is. It is a
0: slight uphill climb. Uh, and um, it leads you deeper into the park and the center of the park, which would be the hub. Uh, and that is uh, Discovery Island.
1: Yes. Discovery Island is located in the center of the park. It's in the middle of the Discovery River Waterway. Uh, as we've seen with other Disney parks, it, it functions as the hub of the wheel that connects the all uh, the lands of the park. The only land not connected is Rafiki's Planet Watch, which you need to take a train to get there. It was originally called the Safari Village, as uh, Discovery Island was the name of the small zoological park located in Walt Disney World's Bay Lake. But it was renamed that in 1999 when they re- they closed Discovery Island. Uh, we'll we'll have to add like a, a episode of closed. Disney. Right. And, and many that. many
0: of the uh, animals and, and birds that were in Discovery Island, uh, which is over in Bay Lake, were brought over to the animal kingdom.
1: Yes. And uh, the central point of the park, the Tree of Life, is started there. It's a uh, man-made baobab tree. It's located in this section. It's surrounded by numerous trails and uh, very, very sculpted with numerous animals all around it. And at any angle you look at it from, you can make out the animals in the tree. It uh, does contain a attraction, it's tough to be a bug. It's a comical 4D feature film featuring Flick and Hopper from Disney Pixar's A Bug's Life. It's got the park's largest gift shops, the Island Mercantile and Disney Outfitters. And two of its major restaurants, the Flame Tree Barbecue and Pizza Safari are located on Discovery Island. There's uh, usually a meet and greet with Doug from uh, Up and uh, live entertainment in the hub. Would you concur, Tone, you know, performers? There is. There's yes. sometimes the Ivy, is it Ivy? The, the, the yes, tree the lady. tree that lady, yep. And, uh, and cool. again, like the rest of Animal Kingdom, several animal enclosures. Uh, I believe the flamingos are in front there. And uh, I'm a big fan of Pizza Safari down there. So, uh, Tone, which, which way do you want to go around? Well, you know, uh, we like to go left. Usually. Yeah. Um, th-
0: there's, a, there's a big empty uh, walkway right now heading to what used to be, as we mentioned earlier, Camp Mini Mickey. Uh, that is soon to be uh, Avatar Land. It's to be Pandora. Pandora. Be,
1: be technical here. We're nerds. We, uh, should, we should be technical.
0: I'm going to call it Avatar yeah. Land. <laughs> and uh, that will bring you around over to Africa. Um, Africa is uh, basically the this African village of Harambe. Um, there are many uh, animal exhibits. Um, it's also the uh, home to the Harambe Wildlife Preserve, uh, which is uh, where the main attraction, the Kilimanjaro Safaris, comes from. Now, in the old days, uh, when the park first opened, uh, Harambe Village, Kilimanjaro Safaris, um, the Wildlife Preserve played, played a bigger part. You know, even in the queue now, I, I'm not even sure that, that you've got Wilson in uh, Simba 1,
1: uh, yeah, the warden's overhead. still there,
0: but not... It just, it you know, the, the safari attraction with yeah, uh, Little Red and everything, that's changed to the point of where there's no longer poachers. Uh, they tried to take a safari ride and, and turn it into a, a thrill ride at the end, and it just didn't work. And once you did it, you know, the the excitement was gone. The first time it was fun, but the, the fifth time you, you rode the safari, it, it just had no purpose.
1: Yeah, and the the safari, uh, it varies, I guess you'd say, from, from time to time, from time of day. You know, some people like it in the morning because they feel like there's more animals. Some people like it in the afternoon. It, It's one of those personal preference things. Um, I think it's pretty much luck of the draw. You know, if the lion happens to be in the right spot at the right time, you get to see him. If not, you know... Right. My, late, my personal
0: preference, first thing in the morning. In the I like morning. I like to get there at Rope Drop. Yes. And then yeah. maybe get a fast pass
1: for, you know, an my, hour later. My trick has always been to... Uh, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to blow it again and forget the name of the, the Tusker House. It used to be Donald's. When, back in the day, it was Donald's Breakfast of but... I like to get a a dinner reservation for breakfast for Tusker House. It's a character dining, and uh, you you can get reservations for that an hour before the park opens. So what my wife and I like to do is we like to get that reservation for the first thing in the morning. That way you're in, you're deep into the park, you eat your breakfast, and then as soon as the the rope drops, you're already on the other side of the rope. So it gives you an advantage over everybody coming all the way from the front of Discovery Island to get into the safari. And uh, what Dave just mentioned is a sneak peek from uh, one of our future
0: episodes, which will be vacation tips and hints, uh, given a little little secret uh, there to everyone. So, uh, as Dave mentioned, you know, the, the Wildlife Preserve, uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, um, it's an uh, open-sided safari vehicle, uh, going to take you out for a couple-week adventure uh, in the, the wilds of Africa. Um, fun ride, live animals, uh, you know, you know. It's, boy, I've been on them, we've been stopped many times because giraffes are crossing and Okapi are crossing in front of you, but it's a, it's a fun time, a good photo
1: opportunity. Excellent soundtrack. Uh, it's available online. You can actually get the soundtrack from the ride. Very, very Cool. Um, and then you get off there, and uh, we
0: usually head over to Pangani Punga- Forest Exploration Trail to see the gorillas. Uh, it's a fun. Uh, it's not really interactive. I mean, the gorillas see you through, through glass, but uh, between that and the meerkats and the, the aviary... Uh, hippos, fish. hippos. The
1: hippos are big there. Yeah, that's a that's a fun attraction. I, I feel like the 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 nature walks, the two of them that they have in the park there, they're almost like a hidden gem. You know, a lot of people do do it because oh, it's a walk, but I, I think you really get to see quality time with some of the the more rarer animal species that they have there. Yeah, and uh, it's also home
0: to one of my favorite attractions, and that is the festival of the Lion King. Uh, formerly over in Camp Minnie Mickey, but uh, relocated a few years ago in in a new theater, um, Harambee Theater was built in two thousand fourteen, and and I think uh, you know it's not really a retelling of the Broadway show, um, and it's not a Broadway show. It's kind of a festival. It's it's fun. It's songs. It's dance. the The aerial work they do is amazing. I love the fire twirler. Uh, he does a does a great job, and uh, you know once again the soundtrack, the music. It's it's live singing, live actors. Uh, it's a really really good show and and i think not to be missed and then uh you know as dave mentioned they've got the tusker house which is a character buffet and uh, the newly opened harambe market which is a counter counter service Um, outdoor outdoor Uh, it's meant to look like a a kind of a disjointed african village uh one thing i didn't know is that you can essentially order uh, from all of them even though you may get in the queue Uh, for one restaurant because you see what's on the menu you can actually order it from another one of the less busier windows
1: yes you can they're all kind of connected even though they're made to look separated they're all connected yeah
0: and then uh once you leave there the other section uh that you can get to through africa is the only land in any of the disney parks that is not accessible by foot Uh, and that is Rafiki's planet
1: watch and uh, i'll hand that off to dave so it's a section for young children with families it's uh there's a you board a train and it's uh, a Wildlife Express train. It's a short, short trip from the area. And there's when you get over there by train, there's three sections of the Planet Watch, if you will. Uh, there's pretty much a, a petting zoo a conservation station. It's uh, you can see where there's behind-the-scenes glimpses of the animal vet care. There's usually like they have like a, a animal out front for you to kind of uh, see. Like last time we were there, I believe it was a snake. That was kind of right out there. Um, You know, they did, I have to throw this out there for my daughter, Amelia, because it is her favorite Disney thing right now. They did have the Lion Guard for a limited time back there, where you can become an honorary member of the Lion Guard. Um, As a parent, that was probably one of our first, you know, fond Disney memories, because she was a big Lion Guard fan. She recognized the characters. So we were excited when when we got sworn in as honorary members of the Lion Guard. Um, Then there's also... uh, affection station which is the petting zoo you know it's a typical it is a petting zoo you know if people find that in Disney you kind of almost think like a petting zoo but uh, it is now the only petting zoo on Disney property in the United States there was one in Disneyland and it recently got the axe for uh, Star Wars land so it is the only petting zoo it's a nice spot to bring the kids over uh, it's a good break from the park you know you get out there by the train you go back by the train um, it, it is a good break there's not, like I said, there's not a spot in any of the parks like that where you can't get to it by foot. So the crowd is a little bit more limited. There's usually a couple special character meet and greets out there. Tarzan's usually out there. Yeah, I think a lot of people overlook that section. Yes, oh, definitely. They, yep. You know, it's, it, it is very uh, tough to access.
0: Yes. And I don't think people want to take the time. You know, they're not really sure what's out there. And, uh, you know, a lot of people just leave the uh, the, the, the trail. And, uh, you know, head back out into the center of Harambe.
1: Yes. Yes. And then um, from Harambe, you head to the continent of Asia, which uh, Asia was the first expansion of the animal kingdom. Again, we we talked a little bit earlier that there were supposed to be uh, expansions, different kingdoms, things like that, but Asia is the first one to come through. Life Africa, the attraction is uh, set partially on a fictional place of the kingdom of... And uh, the poor, that's that of all right Tom? Sure you're, you're Asian is that Yes. Today. So which means place of many delights in, uh, in Sanskrit, and it's named after the uh, Kenjahar district uh, in India. and it uh, pro- comprised of two villages basically, the riverside village and uh, the village of the foothills of the Himalaya. So uh, there's there's as you start to walk from, Uh, Africa to Asia, you come across the uh, caravan stage, The Flights of Wonder, which is a live bird show where they they teach you about birds and uh, different types of large birds. Trained birds. Trained birds, trained birds. That do fly around the stage and over the audience's head. My my wife will never go near it. She hates birds. Uh, But you get to see some black-crowned cranes and bald eagles, so some stuff you normally don't get to see, you know, uh, although we both know we have bald eagles. 15 seconds from her house but uh for, depending on people in parts of the country don't get those right um next you as you move through you have uh yak and yeti which is a sit down and quick service restaurant it's one of the the few that do that at the same time um then uh next you come up to the maharaja jungle trek that lead guests through the forest on a on a village it's home to s- such species as uh, my favorite of all the animals in the park which is the komodo dragon um, it's one of uh, it's nasty. It looks like a dinosaur, you know. It's that throwback. It looks it looks mean, you know. And then uh, you move on to the tigers. These are the Bengal tigers, not the Cincinnati Bengal tigers, but the Bengal tigers. And the bats. Don't forget the bats. Oh, the giant yeah, bats. Oh, I forgot about those guys. Giant vampire bats. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: girls. The girls get freaked out. Yes. By those. Yeah, they don't. They don't go to
1: those either. Um, next is the Calais River Rapids, which is a river rapid ride. Um, you go through a legal logging operation, which is... I'm, I kind of don't get the point of that, maybe. I th- there was more of a storyline yeah, when it I first think, came out. And, um,
0: and no, in, in, in my
1: opinion, uh, not to interrupt you, not about, at all. But, I, but I just
0: did. Uh, in my opinion, Cali River Rapids, Rapids uh, not worth a fast pass. Um, it seems like it's a, a two minute, I think it's two minutes and 20 seconds. It's a, it's a very short ride. Yes, it is a, a water ride. It's a family raft ride. It's great on a hot day. Um, make sure you take your shoes off, but you know, the amount, ima- you spend more time waiting, even if you're going via fast pass than you do on the ride itself most times.
1: Yes, definitely. It is not as good as the, uh, Big River, Grizzly Falls in Disneyland either. As you know, I'm a big Disneyland fan so. So uh, then, looming in the distance over over all of Asia and most of animal kingdom is the Forbidden Mountain of of Everest, Expedition Everest. It's uh, it's home of the Yeti. You get to have a one-on-one encounter with the Yeti, and uh, you know this if he's is, working, if he's off, yeah. If he, if, he, if he's working that day, hey, folks. But I, one of the things I like about this ride, Tone, is I think this is uh to me when you go on this ride, you you get that throwback to the good old days of Disney Imagineering where every detail was thought out. You know, like like when you go on Thunder Mountain and, and you see the, the old mining equipment, they did that with this rock. They they put the camping equipment. You kind of feel like you're going through the Himalayas.
0: And, and I think uh, a lot of that detail is uh, evident uh, in a lot of Joe Rohde's work, the, the Imagineer who had a very large part of designing Expedition Everest. Um Personally, I've I've not ridden the attraction. Uh, I, I I take the chicken way out and uh, wait with the kids while my wife rides it. Um, theming is awesome. You know the line is great. Uh, I, I've watched the video ride throughs. Uh, one day I will actually uh, man up
1: and, and jump on there. Um, uh, another another big bonus of the Expedition Everest folks is it's one of the few attractions that has a single rider line. So, uh, if you, if you know, like we fast pass it, go on it, come off and then single rider it a few times, that way you, uh, you can go on it several different times.
0: Yeah. And you know, you, you mentioned that this ride has a lot of detail and if you look at, I know we haven't gotten to Dino Land yet, but if you look at, uh, the expansion of Dino Land, which was,
1: uh, Hester and, Chester.
0: Hester
1: and Chester's, uh, Dino
0: Rama, which is uh, kind of like a, uh, replication of the old Route 66, like roadside attractions that you would see across America in the 50s and 60s, uh, you know, they took a lot of rides, and there's not a lot of detail. They're very bare bones. It was at the time when Disney was just taking rides, and, you know, they weren't from engineering. They were from third parties. They plus them up a little bit and gave them a little Disney spin. But essentially, you know, they're, it's a mouse coaster, right. you know? triceratops spin okay you've just taken Dumbo you know which you uh, did with uh, the magic carpets of Aladdin and you've turned it into a triceratops you know there there just isn't that that great detail for a really cool you know e-ticket or even d-ticket ride over there but I think Expedition Everest on the other hand you know is a true e-ticket you know all the way down to the detail
1: Um, now one of the things I like about Everest is it's one of the few roller coasters where front or back doesn't matter, and I'm not going to give the spoiler alert, but uh, you know it doesn't matter. if Sit the front or the back, as if you like the motion of the front or the back of the roller coaster, you can experience it either way. However, I will say this: I like when you sit up front for one reason, one reason only. At one point, the ride comes to a stop. Again, I'm trying not to spoil alert it, and uh, from the the as the ride is going up the main mountain tongue, you're facing pretty much south, away from Disney World, the entire park. But if you actually look over your left shoulder, you get a, a real awesome view, something you don't get of the scope of the Disney property. And as you're coming up, you know, immediately to your left, you can see, you know, Spaceship Earth. You can see uh, Hollywood Studios. You can see Epcot from Blizzard Beach. You know, and they're they're kind of to, you know straight off to your left. But if you look completely behind you, you know, way in the distance, the contemporary is a dot. and I, I like it because I think it's cool because it's one of the few spots you can go in Disney property, and and see the scope of the property. Uh, Tony would have no idea. What you're I have no what you're talking about, but I'll, uh, I'll get up yeah, there one day because you know his man card didn't work that day, but uh, again, Expedition Everest, like we said, one of the uh, the, the more the better e ride attractions, and and um, in, in the whole uh, area. So, uh, all right, Tone, I think uh, we're going to move on on to Dino Land USA. Sure, so Dino Land USA, uh, obviously it has to do a
0: lot with dinosaurs. Are you a
1: dinosaur fan, Tone? I'm a, I'm a
0: big dinosaur fan. What is your favorite dinosaur? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the T-Rex. Really? Little, yeah. little, little tiny arms? tiny, arms, tiny arms, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, can't play the guitar. No, no, not Maybe the guitar. the ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dino Land, uh, you know, what kid, what person growing up isn't fascinated by dinosaurs and and I, I think you know this really plays into that um you learn a little bit about reptiles dinosaurs um a huge crocodile there
1: well, uh, one of the, the unique features i think we both agree of, of dinosaur land too is it's one of the the few attractions that ever came out before the movie yes uh you know and and you know, leading into the main attraction of the of the Dino Land area, Dinosaur, which was originally count on to extinction. Yeah. uh it, it's probably, you know, when the when the park first opened, we never met the the dinosaurs from the movie Dinosaur. Uh, and I don't know. You know, now, Tone, can you handle dinosaur? Oh, I love
0: I love dinosaur. Okay, yeah, dinosaur is a great ride.
1: Dinosaur is is one of my favorite rides.
0: Uh, now, now see you you like the little extras uh, one of my little extras on dinosaur is that if you look overhead the uh, the piping there's a yellow white and red pipe with a uh, chemical formula on it and those pipes those those formulas are actually the chemical composition of ketchup mustard and mayonnaise.
1: yes I get hungry every time I see it yeah uh,
0: uh, so, so that's pretty cool
1: it's um, got some it's got some pretty good you know Bill Nye does the pre-show uh, and then Mrs. Huxtable.
0: Along with the, Hodges. Uh, Hodges yes. from see C- it in a pre-CSI. Yes, yes from uh, a
1: pre-CSI movie. Um, but it, is, uh, it has a pre-show, a little bit of a historical you know, run-through of the dinosaurs, and then uh, on to the main event. Um, it is one of the examples of Disney reusing or, or mirroring a different attraction. Uh, again, jump in the coast, it's the, the same independent ride vehicle, which the ride vehicle for that for that ride, is amazing. I mean, it is a, a autonomous ride vehicle. Right, there are no tracks. There are no tracks. It, it's, it's, goes. A, it's a wheeled vehicle yes. uh,
0: that just essentially has a, a the path programmed into it, um, and the, the seating area is on multiple access points, uh, which give you the illusion of, you know, tilting back and going forward and, and stopping. And, uh, great ride system. Yes, definitely. Uh, so that's uh, that's Dinosaur um and then there is also uh the dig which is a great play area my girls are a little too big for it now but uh amelia will be getting into that stage soon where you guys will be spending a couple hours just going up on uh, rope ladders and uh, i'm looking slides. forward to it yeah yes i am yeah, looking forward I, to it you mean you wanted to do that before you yes her. yeah
1: you know it's creepy that. when the 30 year old guys in the dig yeah. right
0: um so we did mention uh hester and chester's dino rama no, um, I'm Chester. And
1: just, I'm a big fan of uh, Prime, uh, Primeval World Tone. Are you? Or? I, I
0: like it. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of you who haven't ridden it, it's essentially a mouse coaster, but the car spins. Yes.
1: It's like a uh, teacup on a on a mouse coaster. Well, it doesn't spin all the way around. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it does if I you know. know how to if you know how to sit the bigger it's, people. Yeah.
1: Being one of them, Um yeah I'm with that. But.
0: Uh, it's a fun ride. The wife doesn't like it. She doesn't do spinny things, but I'll I'll ride it. I think we just rode it with one of the girls last time. Uh, last trip for our first time.
1: Like we said, though, Ch- Chester and Hester's, it's kind of like, if I remember correctly, it was thrown in there. You know, there like was. they needed to do something, so why not buy a couple of, you know, a mouse coaster, a couple of, you know, repurposed Dumbo rides, and they threw some broad, uh, boardwalk games in there. And a bunch of there. carnival games, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Roll yeah. the ball up the track. Ski ball? It, not the ski ball, the, where you roll like the cue ball into the whole slow, fast, medium. That is my carnival game of choice, tone
0: uh, Do you win the big prize? I always do,
1: yes, yeah. I got a good technique, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of wrist work. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, on the edge of Dino Land, we have the Theater in the Wild, which hosts Finding Nemo, uh, which is a great, great show. Yes. Um, it's the story of Nemo, done with puppets. Puppets. And uh, large, large costumes. Um, it's fun. It's a, a feat for the eyes. It used to be the Tarzan Rocks uh, show, which was Tarzan on Rollerblades. Yeah. It was um, uh, one thing I'm upset about when we talk about things that are no longer there is there used to be the fry station. I was going
1: to say McDonald's was the original sponsor. Hey, wow. there was you can get fries and McDonald's chicken nuggets? I believe they were were they uh, Terra Fries? Yes, Terra Fries. Terra Fries. Uh, one one thing I do like about uh, Dino Land is that they do have the giant crocodile as a uh, an animal viewing there. Most they, people overlook that.
0: They do. They actually have an American crocodile a brown, and a brown tortoise. Yes. Uh, which, you know, why are they there? Well, the tortoise and the crocodile have evolutionary ties back to the dinosaurs. Um, and then we do have Restaurantosaurus. Yes,
1: which, again, was ruined. You know, it used to be really cool when it was uh, Breakfastosaurus and Donald's uh, Breakfast, but now it's just a quick service restaurant.
0: Right. So, you know, those are the areas of the park that are currently open. And we did mention a little earlier that uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar, uh, which I believe is the official land name, uh, is scheduled to open um, next year, 2017? 2017, yes. Yes, 2017. Uh, James Cameron did announce that there would be an Avatar 2 and an Avatar 3. One would figure that the opening of those movies would tie in with the opening of the new section of the park, but I don't even believe those movies have gone to production yet. So, um, you know, I think Disney's taking a gamble. It's, you know, Avatar now is, what, eight, nine years old? Yeah,
1: yeah. Great movie, though. You great movie, know. nice message. Understand. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, can it sustain its own land? Yes.
1: You know, it's uh, James Cameron. He brought the Titanic uh, back, Tony. And then Terminator. Yes.
0: So, you know, uh, my personal opinion is, uh, you know, from the artist's renderings and what we've seen at, like, D23, some great stuff coming out. Um, right now they've got uh, at least two attractions confirmed, which is Avatar Flight of Passage, which is going to be an e-ticket simulator uh, where you're flying with a banshee. And uh, then the Navi River Journey, which is a D-ticket boat ride uh, showcasing the flora and fauna, uh, and it may include small drops. Yes. Uh, there's also going to be a restaurant in the area. Um, so,
1: who knows? McPandora? Like-
0: <laughs> Who knows what 2017 holds? So that will be very interesting to see.
1: To you know, see no, I think um, uh, one thing too for our listeners that are out there, we did overlook one minor attraction that if you have small children, it's a lot of fun, uh, and that is the Wilderness Explorers Club. So uh, for the again for the movie Up, it's located in Discovery Island. But basically, the way it works is uh, you you receive a a booklet, and uh, as you know, the Wilderness Explorers is a uh, how do you politely say it, to them? I don't want to say a rip-off of the Boy Scouts, but it's a rip-off of the Boy Scouts. And uh, as you go around the park and you visit different attractions, different animal stations, you you get your merit badges, your stickers for your book. And it's uh, a great activity to do with the kids to kind of uh, you know get them more engaged in some of the animal exhibits and the educational part of the animal. Kingdom. Right, and
0: you know once you earn all of your merit badges, you become an official uh, member yeah. of the Wilderness Explorers. Uh, so the tough part of that is uh, you've gone over to Rafiki's Planet Watch and you've been there and then all of a sudden the kids, this is what happened to us, is that the kids decide they want to they wanna do it. Well, because you have to visit essentially every land, um, you have to go back and stop at Rafiki's Planet Watch to get your, your book stamp to earn that merit badge. So, you know, that took an extra 45 minutes by the time you get on the train, get to the yeah. conservation station, get the merit badge, fill the requirements, get back on the train. Uh, but it was it was fun. We kind of rushed it in, uh, but the uh, girls did uh, earn all their merit
1: badges. I do the same thing at the Food and Wine Festival with the passport, <laughs> you know, 32 drinks in one day. But it's uh, it, it could be done, folks. It could be done. A little bit of training could be done. So,
0: you know, we, we've spoken about, what the Animal Kingdom consists of, what we didn't speak of, is the hours. Um, One of the interesting things about Animal Kingdom is that it has primarily been uh, a daytime park where it's closed at at dusk or early evening, uh, primarily because they call the animals in every night and they actually bring all the animals in uh, from the safari section. Um, And you do see some of that backstage uh, area on Rafiki's Planet Watch so you can see what they uh, actually live in. Um, uh, But what they've done recently is they've they've started some nighttime entertainment, and um, Rivers of Light was announced, uh, which is supposed to be similar to uh, World of Color from Disneyland. Uh, They built the stage, everything was ready to go, it was announced for April,
1: and then they suddenly pulled it. And they pulled it. Like, I mean, it was like, you know... they they had the date. The, the we we were, were stamming supposed yeah, to be the, there. The that, tickets were the stamped the, the the popcorn was ready and when the curtain dropped it didn't happen. It,
0: it was supposed to be Earth Day of, of two thousand sixteen and it didn't materialize. It's been pushed off. Uh, you know, we're now in September and I had heard rumor of September, but they threw together September's though, come and gone.
1: They did they did a good job of throwing together uh at a, at a, a venue, I guess you would say. And that is uh the technical name I, I'm it's the Jungle, jungle Book of with, with Magic. And, uh, you know, it's a placeholder. Who knows how long? Rumors that's going soon. But uh, the one, you know, the two stigmas and what Kingdom's always had is, and Disney ran the long public relation, it's not a zoo program. Uh, you know, people thinking it's a zoo. And the other one is always it's been a half-day park. You know, m- much like the stigma of Hollywood Studios where they're, they're half-day parks. You know, what I find funny is people call it a half-day park, but it's the seventh most visited theme park. You know, so it's, it's obviously not a half-day park if that many people are going to. It.
0: Right. It, it's just uh, when it when it has the early hours, it's a tough park uh, if you've got kids. Yes. You know, uh, you're, you're going to start experiencing this soon. But when we travel with kids, we always like to get there for rope drop. You know, first off, it's tough to get two kids up in the morning uh, and then to get there for rope drop. And we spend a couple hours in the park. And then we like to go back midday. You know, when the kids were little, we got them a nap. Uh, as I got a little older, we just took some downtime away from the stimulation of the parks, maybe got in the pool. Uh, but then, you know, how do you fit that in? If the Animal Kingdom closes at 5 or 6 that night, it's very tough to do, which means that now you've got your child out for, you know, 8 or 9 hours. It's a long day. You don't want to have that meltdown. And,
1: and I, I don't know if it's you that I feel this way, my wife feels this way. I swear they pump heat in the Animal Kingdom. <laughs> like, you go there in the winter and it's like 70, it's cool. You walk in the Animal Kingdom you're like, wow, it's hot in here. I don't know if you feel that way. It's just the way I feel. I feel never, like it's, always, it's always hot at Animal Kingdom. Maybe you're hot. Maybe. That could be it, too, though. So, um, it's the only park my wife's ever on time for, though. Is it? It's her favorite park. It is. My wife loves the Animal Kingdom. I think it's love. a great park. She, yeah, she will... You know, the, the I can leave her alone watching the animals or the tigers or the gorillas and come back in three hours and be in the same spot. She uh, She likes it.
0: Good to know. Yes. So, uh, you know, what, what I find interesting about, about Animal Kingdom, we mentioned the Beastly Kingdom before and how that was never built, but there's still elements of that uh, that you find around the park. So not only is it in the logo, uh, but one of the parking sections. There's a unicorn parking section. Um, and uh, the dragon also appears on the ticket booths. Uh, the ticket booths at the main entrance are topped by uh, one is a dragon One is an elephant, and the other one is a triceratops. So, um, do you know what is unique? Here, I'll throw a little more trivia at you. Boom, hit me with it. And uh, what is unique about drinking in the animal kingdom?
1: All right, so do I have to answer in the form of a question? No, you don't. Okay. I was going to say, what is paper straws and no tops on beverages? Yeah.
0: Uh, So, in in order to uh, keep the uh, animals safe, Uh, There are no cups From us, which is sad, which is the sad part. Uh, There are, you know, people litter. Yeah. So uh, cups are not served with drink lids, uh, which can be a challenge. And all of the straws are paper, um, and they will actually uh, uh, disintegrate. Biodegrade, yeah. Biodegradable. Um, And that's just to
1: keep the animals safe. So... uh, yeah. All right, Tone. So now on to our uh, our potluck section of the of the show, folks, all which right. is our favorites. It's all about snacks and Some rides. With Tone, us. what's your favorite snack at the um, Animal Kingdom? You know, uh,
0: there are not many unique uh, snacks in the Animal Kingdom, so uh, I fall back on Mickey Bar. Okay. There's nowhere for Dole Whip for you here.
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, I would suggest taking exactly? a bus
1: to the Magic Kingdom for Dole Whip. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, I, I know that you can get these in the Magic Kingdom, too, but we usually hit a churro. There's a churro cart in the uh, in Animal Kingdom, so churro. Uh, or I could fall back on popcorn. You know, I'm a fan of the popcorn. We've talked about it before. Right. So, yeah, the, the Animal Kingdom is not, I, like I said, I would not have to go with a favorite snack.
0: All right. But, and uh, uh, if, uh, you, you know, you're working up from that snack and you're getting ready for a, a
1: counter-service meal. What is Yak and Yeti Tone? I'm the sure. counter-service side. I like the honey chicken. Very good.
0: All right, I, I think for me it's a toss-up uh, between uh, Pizza Fari and Flame Tree. Okay. Um, you know, we, we've talked about how we both love the institutional Disney pizza, um, but uh, sometimes you, you just want some barbecue chicken, and uh, the barbecue there is is really good. Uh, how about uh, moving up to table service? Uh, I know personally uh,
1: they've recently opened up Tiffins, uh, which I have not yet eaten at. Nor have I. Um, you know, I'm. Um, I gotta go on this one. It's probably. Sorry, folks, if you're, I was looking at some. Uh, it's probably difficult because at this park, I I have two. You know, the Tusker House. We go there for the character breakfast. It's excellent. Uh, the the, the I like the the decor, the characters, the food is good, the breakfast is excellent. But dinner wise, Yak and Yeti, the the sit down part, is uh is absolutely, you know, excellent, and. Um, the one of my favorite things to eat there is uh, an upside down pineapple cake, with uh, warm vanilla ice cream and caramel sauce and grilled pineapple, which is uh, a, a unique treat from uh, from Disney there. That's but so I got to go with both, Tony. I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw two at you. All right. Uh, personally, me, I, I'd say Tusker House, uh, for no reason,
0: just uh, you know, there's not many sit down restaurants uh, there, and uh,
1: that's that's what I would do. Uh, favorite ride. I'll let you go first while I think. I all mean, right. Well, uh,
0: I really love Dinosaur, and I really love uh, Festival of the Lion King. But if I had to choose between the two and ride and, and do something all day, I would much rather ride Dinosaur all day than sit through multiple performances of Festival
1: of the Lion King. Okay. I mean, I, Everest. I mean, how do you not? You know, any man truly loves the roller coaster. Wow. Garnt wants to
0: So uh, you know we're kind of winding things down, um, and uh, let me let me throw a little tip out here. You know we're we're at thirty six minutes, which which is about uh, two thirds of where we usually you know our past couple shows have been at fifty four minutes. So we're definitely going to keep it keep it low. uh, And we apologize.
1: We've noticed our fan base has been declining, dropping (laughs) off a little,
0: and maybe it's because of the length. But uh, you know one one of the things I love to do uh, in Animal Kingdom because it is a, a an early park. Um, You know, it's a great way to get over to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, You're very close, you know, we like to end our day uh, either very close to the closing time or, you know, it's a 5 or 6 p.m. closing. Just jump on a bus, go over to Animal Kingdom, uh, grab dinner at Boma Flavors of Africa, um, and uh, you know, take a look at the resort. Uh, A lot of people don't know that you can actually visit the resorts if you're not a guest. Uh, It's a great resort. They've got animals, they've got savannas, they've got viewing stations. They've got African uh, African nationals who are actually working at the resort. They do storytelling, um, so it, it's it's kind of a nice way to spend that evening after the park closes early.
1: Yes, and and you know I I guess in our resort conversation we're going to talk about why I feel like Animal Kingdom's the, got the shaft out of all the deluxe resorts, uh, but I, I just feel that you know again this is more for the resort conversation that they there needs to be a better way to convey people between the two. You know, it. it you, you call the hotel in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, it's next to the Animal Kingdom, but by the way, ride the same bus that everybody else takes to get there. Uh, you know, but like Tony said, you know, we, we stay there frequently, uh, again, more vacation club members. What we actually started doing towards the end of our trips is booking a night or two at Jombo House. Uh, it's broken up into two sections, Jombo House and Kidani Village. And we would spend it almost like a separate vacation. We would, uh, we would, Stay there, hit the pool, hit the food court, hit the restaurants, and and almost treat it like the the end of the vacation, separate vacation. Because I feel like it is that type of resort where you don't really need to leave.
0: Cool. So
1: uh, that wraps it up, except for
0: uh, we've got a question, viewer mailbag. Hit us with a tone. And uh, this question is from Jennifer, and it's a a multi-parter.
1: Part one, folks. So the
0: first one one is, what will they replace the Osborne lights with?
1: Ooh, Star Wars lights.
0: Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Osborne lights were a free uh, piece of the Christmas. Dare you say it? Free. I, I, I almost said Christmas, the holiday celebration. Free. Um, during November and December. Excellent, by the way. Uh, yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, great display. Uh, the lights came from the Osborne family, I believe, in either Arkansas or Alabama. I, I was going to say I think Springfield. It's, i think it's I just not say which one, like the show. Um, <laughs> and uh, they were set up all throughout the parks, uh, Streets of America. And, uh, you know, now that that area's been closed for the Star Wars expansion, um, they're not going to be in Hollywood Studios this year. Um, I've heard rumor that they might be bringing them to downtown Disney.
1: Disney Springs, don't. I'm sorry. C- keep Disney up with those guys. Okay. I um, I got to say, I, I you know, Disney very rarely... Uh, I should say, probably one of the more controversial decisions recently. Disney's made a lot of decisions recently, removing the Osborne lights. They had a big showing. Uh, as a matter of fact, when they announced that they were closing, we actually you know made sure to visit before they were done. Uh, so it's sad to see them go. Uh, but, you know.
0: You know, like Walt said, nothing, you know, to paraphrase, you know, nothing is ever complete, nothing's ever done. Um, there's always something's always going to change
1: right i mean you know speaking from my end i'd sacrifice pirates of the caribbean for anything star wars related so uh i'm okay with it in the end
0: and uh the second part of jen's question uh you know if she had been listening throughout the previous parts of the show uh she'll know our answer and she said uh animal kingdom what's the highlight of that park and she feels it's a half-day park uh, do they have they been adding anything exciting there? Um, coming know, soon. Coming soon. Pandora. You know, nighttime experiences, nighttime safaris. Uh, highlight of the park. You know, uh, definitely Everest and dinosaur a safari. For those of us that go on Everest. And uh, wow, I'm not
1: going to hold this down, am I? Yeah. yeah. So uh, why don't you just have another Dole Whip? I don't know. Can you handle a Dole Whip, or will the brain freeze? You know, scare you. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I think we, we uh, before it gets contentious here, yeah. uh, we better wrap things up. So uh, once again this week, I'm Tony.
1: And I'm David. And, and we're, we're two dudes, dudes talking Disney.